Hey everybody, it's the Never Heard of a Podcast. This is Sean Harwell, and this is a show where we talk about the movies that have fallen through our cracks and some of yours. And joined as always today by Craig Moorhead. Craig, how are you, sir? I'm doing great, Sean. How are you? I can't complain, uh, especially right now. Good. Give it a couple seconds, so sure. I definitely will be able to. In fact, let's go ahead and get to my main complaint. We're joined by another crack today, Peter Fedak. Yes. Thank you for joining us again. Peter's been on the show before and is the co-host of A Little Snack Podcast, which I'm not going to spoil anything about, but let's just say fingers are crossed on that one. And uh, Peter, how are you? Thank you, adults, for having me with you. <laughs> so good to be talking to adults. <laughs> yeah, I hear you, even on a screen. So you are technically what? How far are you and Craig apart distance-wise from where you live? I think maybe, literally, I think it's probably like six miles. Yeah. Six miles. And, but it takes like 20 minutes to get there with no traffic. Right. But right. right now it feels like you're probably like hours away, right? Might as well be in another country at this point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so weird. It's uh, 19 minutes. And it's that you ask. I'm going to do the driving directions. We'll get the exact street addresses <laughs> out uh, yes. in the show notes. Listeners can make that run themselves even. Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks for joining us. We're going to talk yeah, about thanks. Brainstorm today, and we'll get to all that in a second. But Craig, real quickly, you want to tell people where they can find us on the interwebs? Uh, I do, Sean, but I can't promise you I'm always going to feel that way. Hmm. But here's the deal. You can find us on Twitter at, at NeverPodcast. Facebook is the same. It's Never Podcast. Instagram, though, we throw you a curveball. It's, uh, <laughs> it's N-H-O-I-T Podcast. That's N-H-O-I-T Podcast. And then you can see all the crazy <laughs> images that we put up there. If you're looking for the podcast, the one you're listening to right now, you can find that on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Overcast, Breaker, Pocket Casts, and or Radio Public. Wherever you can, please subscribe and, and leave a kind review. You know, like think about how you feel about it in for real. Does it have to be kind? It does. Okay. <laughs> that's, 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 I mean, that's, yeah. We, yeah. That's a requirement. You'll notice that's why we only have like a small handful of reviews, actually. <laughs> yeah. When they have something not nice to say, they really don't say yeah. anything at all. But that's all I've got in terms of how people can find us. But yeah, if you want to uh, get in touch with us, uh, suggest a movie, you might end up just like Peter Fedak here on the Golden Throne. The Golden mm. Never Heard. Did of I suggest throne. this one? I don't remember. No, I do. I remember. Yeah. You said you really wanted to watch it. You said it's. You know, in your top you five all time, no, no, no. Uh, one of the best sci-fi thrillers you've ever seen, <laughs> and one of the best special effects movies you've ever seen. I, I don't. I mean, I feel like that's what you said, right? I, I'll check my text, but um, I think that was in there. Yeah. I don't want to get. We're Good. getting ahead yeah. a little bit here. Maybe first, I just thought, like, let's check in. I'm curious to hear what else you're you've been watching. You know, Craig. Last time we talked about this, you and I both oddly had gone into like musical land a little bit. <laughs> And uh, I'll just go first since my list is pretty short. My yeah. daughter and I watched The Sound of Music. Uh, we did watch Singing in the Rain again. Mm. She really did Beautiful. like that. Great movie. It yeah, is. We watched uh, Sound of Music, and she made it through all three hours, wants to watch it again. So I'm very, very impressed with her. 
right now and was happy to do that. I also have finally started The Mandalorian. Um, I don't know, just you probably haven't even heard of that show yet because it's so new. Right, right, right. I'm really, really hoping it doesn't fall apart in the back half of the season because I like it so much so far. And it's really, I think, the I was telling someone else, this is the like happiest I've been with anything Star Wars, I think, since, <laughs> you remember those like 10 seconds before The Phantom Menace started? <laughs> right. That was very exciting. Yeah, that was the best Like when seconds. the Lucasfilm logo came <laughs> Were up? Were you guys there at the, at the the theater that day? The 20? The trailer showed? The, and I was there for the trailer. Not at, the trailer, but like uh, all of us, uh, well, there's a bunch of us from School of the Arts that were there outside and Ben Best, one of our classmates, we were all standing there and they're all, you know, the smokers are smoking and, and we were standing there all kind of looking at each other and, says, and Ben Best says, there goes my childhood. Oh, <laughs> and that, it was just like finally somebody said it. it was just like we were kind of like in in disbelief. We went to film school because of these damn movies, and and we grew yeah. up on them. And then they saw that, and it's like, oh my god. And then yeah, that's true. I went to, well, I went to see it by my. I wasn't invited to the big uh, screening apparently, but I went by myself, sort of randomly, <laughs> like a couple days in, and just went to, went to see it because I kind of yeah, and yeah, it was it was underwhelming. All the way through. Well, I'm happy to report uh, that's the that's next on my list with uh, with Ingrid is she wants to watch the movies in the order that I watched them. So we've we finished cool. Return of the Jedi. Right. Cool, interesting. So Phantom Menace is next, and I've warned her. It's like it's not. <laughs> it might be a little boring to you. Um, so we'll see. I'm curious. I haven't seen it again in a long time. So I will definitely be reporting back on that front. But uh, Craig, yeah. what else have you watched? Well, uh, we've watched we watched Onward. Yeah, the 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 Pixar movie came through. I I'd seen some reviews that people weren't loving it, but uh, I thought that was a lot of fun. Good, glad I enjoyed to hear the it. hell out of that. And then for our uh, oh, and we watched uh, Knives Out. Uh, not the kids, just me and me and the wife. <laughs> I enjoyed the hell out of that too. It's exactly the kind of like I don't know, would you call it a drawing room mystery type thing? Like sure. I kind of dig the ending monologue about here's what happened. I'm cracking the case. Here's the deal. I don't know. I like the whole setup and payoff of that thing. And then in our uh, in our film 101 class, we've done with the kids. We watched Modern Times. Mm, really? Which which they got a huge kick out of. Uh, it, good, good. it went on a little too long for them at 89 minutes, <laughs> uh, and and almost no one talking. But yeah, uh, a lot of it they they really liked. And we watched uh, Wizard of Oz. Oh, which... we watched Wizard of Oz too. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. It's it's oh it's, so, it's the like the makeup, dude. Like it's crazy. Like, just it's watching crazy. It really the makeup is and like, like and and just the and just them casting the people they mm-hmm. cast who they were gonna have to put like Scarecrow. Mm-hmm. It like most of his makeup's done already. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like that that whole head looks like a bag in the first place. <laughs> it's kind of amazing. It, it's I can't believe how good it still is. It's so great. It really yeah. is. For for what was that thirty nine? Yep, thirty nine. Yep. That's crazy. And then uh, and then we just watched today. We watched Escape to Which Mountain. Oh, with The Rock. The nineteen seventy five. Oh movie. no, no, no. <laughs> Not yet. They're they're not ready to see Dwayne Johnson. Uh, they're only ready for Eddie Albert. So we left it there. Mm. But uh, that's all I've watched. Uh, what about you, Peter? I watched Wizard of Oz. Oh nice. wow! Um, Boy, the makeup in that is great. Yeah, it's fantastic. the The musical numbers are going to be hits. Uh, we watched The <laughs> mm. uh, Mandalorian when it came out uh, Fridays. Um, I will warn you, Sean, that there's there's not a. You said the back half. I'm, I've done four episodes, basically. So. Okay. Well, prepare yourself for the slog to the yeah. back half, and then the back half is okay. Okay. Uh, let's see. What have I been watching? Uh, just my Netflix, um, Castlevania, the animated shows. Have you guys seen that? Is there anime? Oh, no, I haven't seen that. 
Yeah, I started it and I like it's, it. It's gory. It's as hell. gory as hell, yeah. and the dialogue is trite, and the people are all sarcastic, like, oh, I have to kill Dracula again. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's very sarcastic, very, very entertaining, very bloody. Um, and it's a new twist on different things. I haven't watched any of that uh, Tiger King, Tiger. What the tiger thing on Netflix? Ti- ti- tiger you know King, what it's right? called. It's called Tiger King. Yeah. <laughs> is it is it Tiger King? How could you not know that? It's yeah. everywhere. Yeah. I, I haven't watched it. I, I that's not true. We my wife and I turned it on for two <laughs> minutes and there was a cat in a cage that should not be anywhere in America in a van. And we're like, No not watching this. So we haven't seen any of that. <laughs> yeah. So we're not part of the American experience. What America needs right now is like a shared mm-hmm. experience that's something that we're all doing together. And it's wow. and it looks like it's Tiger King. <laughs> Yeah. I know. Isn't that funny that that's what came out of it? Yeah. I mean, I feel like it should just be, yeah, 1950s musicals, I think, or 1939 musicals. I mean, yeah. If we're going to rally around anything. I think the entire show of Tiger King has been spoiled for me just from seeing memes and headlines (laughs) of articles. You've seen the whole thing. At this point, I feel like I know, know, yeah, I kind of know what's happening in the show and who thinks what and who everybody thinks the villain is or yeah it's just like i don't know so i gotta wait a few years yeah and i'll say this peter like i heard from another person actually two days ago who kind of did this they made it about a half an hour into that first episode and kind of checked out for the same reason you did and the rest of the series is not that per se but they come back to it at the very end and it will not leave you in a happy place about the state of of those animals i think necessarily so if that you're so inclined to think that you should absolutely just probably stay away and go watch Grizzly Man again, because it's Grizzly way better Man. anyway. Hmm. Awesome. Well, thank you for that. And again, Peter, thanks for suggesting Brainstorm as we yeah, teed up I, my last apologies. week. No, no, no. Don't don't spill the coffee yet, uh, or the beans. This is 1983. Of course, we know it was finished in 1981, but there was a little issue of the death of Natalie Wood that postponed it. Directed by Douglas Trumbull, who we know is a main special effects wizard. And uh, written by Bruce Joel Rubin, Robert Stitzer, and others. And uh, along with Natalie Wood, we got Christopher Walken, of course, Louise Fletcher, Cliff Robertson, Jordan Christopher as Gordy, my favorite ADR-sounding voice of all time. And uh, there's a couple other folks in here. Alan Fudge, I just like saying that name. Alan Fudge. I'm not even sure who Robert Jenkins was in this story, but that's who he played. And Jason Lively, who... Craig so lovingly mentioned played Rusty in European Vacation <laughs> and right. was in Night of the Creeps, right? That's right. This is the story of researchers who develop a system where they can jump into people's minds. But when people involved bring their personal problems into the equation, it becomes dangerous, perhaps deadly. If you haven't seen the poster, it's worth a look. I still think that's a super cool looking poster. Very yes. 80s, very VHS art, but I dig it. Well, I feel like it would be a mistake not to start with Peter, but I'm not going to. Craig. Oh, shit. Yeah. You didn't suggest this. You hadn't seen it. No. What did, uh, what did you make of old Brainstorm? You know what? I, I, I've either seen this, I either saw this when I was younger or saw bits of it because mm-hmm. a lot of it was really familiar. Strangely, especially those opening credits. Mm-hmm. Hmm. As soon as I saw those opening credits, I was like, yeah. This seems way too familiar. I think it's that, that HBO thing when you were a kid. You started watching a movie, and your parents were like, wait, wait, what are you watching? And then they turn it off after you watch the credits. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm, yeah, just, I, I, I take every bit of it that I yeah. can get until it just, <laughs> until the, like, the 
the dot disappears in the middle of the TV. Oh God, no one understands what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's clearly a movie that has some problems, but I'm I'm hard pressed to say it has more problems than the movies we've watched this season. <laughs> in terms of, or or a few of them, in terms of like, first of all, I was happy that at the beginning of this movie, I felt like I was getting a first act, mm-hmm. like things True. were actually being set up. Yes. I didn't really understand a lot of the relationships, Mm -mm. which we'll get to. Mm -mm. I don't know if there were any personal stakes, really. At the end, I kind of felt like, like, I'm not sure. And and I'm I'm wondering if this is what got lost maybe in the big shuffle after Natalie Wood passed away and they had to figure out how to finish the movie. I'm not sure how much that plays a part in this. Yeah, possibly. But like the ending did not feel like the ending that I needed. And I'm not sure exactly what was being said there. But honestly, otherwise, I was not at all bored with this movie, possibly mainly because it's so deeply 80s. And Trumbull is just going as hard as he can at these aspect ratios and like any effects yeah. he can do. And honestly, I was I was entertained if somewhat lost some of the time. Yeah. And uh, speaking of the aspect ratios, I, I did find this on YouTube and it was in like a playlist of movie of like things on Brainstorm. But it did have this sort of shifting aspect ratios for all the stuff that's kind of POV with the device of the Brainstorm. I don't know. They don't ever call it that. But um, the hat. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. If you're watching a version where those sequences aren't in a very ultra-wide 70 millimeter, um, you're probably watching the wrong thing because I think that would have hurt the experience. Watching this on VHS must have been pointless. <laughs> oh, Panascan? Yeah, Panascan <laughs> yeah. would have been nuts. Well, Peter. Yes? I'm sensing some disappointments in your revisit of this movie. How, well, first of all, I'm guessing you must have seen this as a as a young lad. I like Craig have memories of the opening and the trailer and and the poster for sure going to the local mall and walking by it. I don't know if I ever really saw the whole thing except maybe on like uh, in the late 80s like on a, a Saturday night or something like that, in Panascan. So I don't have any specifically, oh, I love this movie. I, I just remember I was reading an article about it. I guess we were talking like a few months ago about this. Uh, and uh, yeah. it was an article and it was just selling it like, oh, what it was so good at. And as I was excited to see it. Um, and as I was watching it, um, uh, I was watching it in bed. And my wife was falling asleep and she kept yelling, turn it down. Turn that off. She kept like, <laughs> she's like, that movie's <laughs> terrible. You're going to talk about that terrible movie. And it's, it's, it was <laughs> like, it's, the sound just got her. So. Because the Craig mentioned the the aspect ratio, so it's shot in 65, 70 millimeter, and then they also and that's for the effects of when you are brainstorming or um, you're in somebody else's mind or seeing what they see. So in the theater, it, that must have been a completely different experience. And I think they did something with the sound more probably surround and mm-hmm. engulfing. So it must have been a experience in the theater. That would have been much better than watching what we did. Uh, Craig sent me a link to watch it, the archive something, uh, yeah. and you can even download it. Yeah. So I, I watched it that way. And totally it, legal. Absolutely. 100% wasn't it? Legal. Yeah. Isn't it? I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. It's it's. Was it the internet archive? I thought it was. I thought it was like the like uh, ar- yeah like the U.S. archive. It is the internet archive. Yeah. I, I, oh, okay. I'm, I'm not yeah, sure probably exactly legal. Why it's legal? Some Bay of Pirates. I don't know. It's, it's not. Yeah. I don't know. Um, we'll get Pirates. to the bottom of it. But sure, it, sure. the quality was fantastic, and it had uh, closed captioning. Um, so I could no, I, I watch everything with closed captioning because I'm old. No, I like doing that. But uh, so I didn't enjoy it. 
I was expecting to enjoy it. What my what I came away with when I was writing notes for you guys was is like, you know what sci-fi needs right now? Now and like they shot at 1981 area. You know what sci-fi needs right now, guys? Is a story about divorce. <laughs> it was like <laughs> I was like, what the heck? Like yeah. there was no story, and the science wasn't explained in any way. It was. Very, very strange. I expected a lot more out of it, especially coming from somebody like Douglas Trumbull being so into technical stuff. Yeah. I mean, he worked on 2001, uh, Star Trek, uh, Blade Runner, Close Encounters. So working with all those minds, I don't think he picked up one thing. <laughs> I think he needs to be uh, told what to do. And when he does, he does beautiful things then. And he didn't direct <laughs> after this. So we're, we we got the full Monty there. Possibly. But uh, so the other thing I came away with like most things, uh, humans discover, make, create some sort of new tech. And the first thing they try to do is, how can I fuck this? You know, yeah. how can I have sex with this thing? I, I laughed at that as well. Like, yeah. and, then, and then the, the porn version yeah. has already been advanced. And then the, the second thing we figure we want to do with it is how can I kill with it? Right. It's like, okay. And I don't know, like you said, what the plot line is or what the through line is, like what the A plot, the B plot, the A plot is trying to, is the divorce, I guess. And then the tech, can they, uh, record and share emotions, I guess, is the thing. And then the, mm-hmm. the, the third storyline is the military. How can we use this as a military aspect and protect our country with it? Then they show the dangers of what it can do as well. Like you were saying, there was nothing at the end that, like, why am I watching this? Who am I rooting for here? And they, the whole thing with the kid sitting down, I forget which one he watched, but he was, like, freaked out. And he was in... He was watching, yeah, the psychosis. Psychosis. So he was... Whatever. Extreme psychosis. Yeah. So... So the kid was in like psychotic shock and they took him to a hospital and the doctor like walks them out of the room as parents and is like, oh yeah, he'll be okay. You guys can go away. <laughs> it's like, okay, there's yeah. nothing at risk cool. here. Yeah. That kid's kid's fine. No. Yeah, he's fine. And the rest of the story was about, um, the, what was his name? The Michael or? Michael. Yeah, Michael, Michael Brace. Michael Brace. He, it was about him just trying to watch the end of a snuff film. <laughs> yeah. A little bit, and and like I and I thought that was really interesting, but I didn't feel like at the end that we really got anything out of it. Like I didn't understand why him finally watching through the end and then being okay is like, oh, whew, that that sets everything right. <laughs> Did you not notice the little angel-looking butterfly thingies that were flying in CGI? I, I noticed the angel butterflies. Okay, I even enjoyed the angel butterflies. Okay. But so what? <laughs> well, the the last line is, uh, "Look at the stars," right? Isn't that the last line yeah, he says? Yeah. Like, so I, th- I think that's the metaphor, like uh, finding God or finding what happens after we die. In the cosmos sure. yeah. um, was a little bit interesting, but the fact that he showed angels, I completely, from my point of view, is like, oh, okay, well, I'm gonna steal an image from somebody else who wrote about two thousand years ago or something, and it's like, ah, that's not interesting. But they were doing all sorts of tech lights and things like that that seems to be consistent with what people who come back from the dead say um right but then it went to angels and well honestly i kind of liked the angels only because looked cool well well yeah it definitely looked cool but but also it wasn't like it wasn't like you had at least i don't remember one maybe i fell asleep too but <laughs> someone like somebody like flying past the the camera in like a white robe a and like heart. feathery wings <laughs> like it just looked like i guess my thing was it was like maybe you know you see something like this and your brain immediately interprets oh those are angels but honestly i was like i don't know what those are that could be anything because mm-hmm. at first it really bothered me it's like oh shit so we're gonna be like oh there's a god but even if that is the 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 whole point of that whole ending thing and oh there's you know this is what happens after you die it's not like 
and correct me if I'm wrong, was Michael Brace like really obsessed with knowing what happened after you died? No. Like was yes. that was keeping him back from? <laughs> no, he was not. Yeah, I don't was think he was. He no. Yeah. That's the thing. So I was like, okay, that's fine. Yeah, it didn't seem like the scientists. Um, there's, I would say there's four scientists. There was Michael Brace. Yeah. Um, there was his boss, who was uh, Nurse Ratchet. Yes. Um, Louise Fletcher. Louise Fletcher. She has her name. Yes. Um, and 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 about her, um, the thing that I, I think she, she finally got the payoff that everybody wanted from Cuckoo's Nest, which was <laughs> like does. a three or four minute death scene of watching her flail around and <laughs> yes. die, and then yeah. then you get to relive it through somebody else's yeah. vision and it's just really intense so i thought that that was uh totally worth it and um then there's the 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 jerk off scientist who's the one who records him, himself having sex with his girlfriend Gordy. and then there's the yeah. military scientist who's like well how we gotta push this forward and make it a weapon uh who's kind of assigned to the project and yeah. the military guy wanted a use for it and then it didn't seem like our two main characters the uh, louise fletcher and um christopher walker didn't they were just like it was kind of like, hey, this is my day job, and she knew that she knew they were gonna try to do something with it, but she kept fighting it, and then she was died because she smoked, I guess. Yeah, I she, guess. There's a moment where she said, um, "It makes me sick when I lose my temper, like physically sick," which is oh, kind of no. interesting. But then I was like, I think there's something more going on here. Like you got cancer or something. Like that. That was my favorite scene. I think the whole thing was in they, the bathroom. Yeah, the, the scene is they're out in a they're out in a table outside talking with the military guy and the the manager of the project. And then they start fighting, and she leaves, and she runs into the women's bathroom. And then Christopher Walken runs into the women's bathroom. He goes, "You're gonna spoil the whole thing." Yeah. And like then he leaves. Like yeah. and then he comes yeah. back in and and they start like fighting about it and talking about it. And then and then uh Natalie Wood makes her entrance and what does she say? She's like, Are you crazy? This is the ladies' room. Mm-hmm. And then all the guys leave. Was, uh, the deliveries are great. They're so cheesy and, and great. But yeah, she yeah. did. She's over the sink and she says that. And you're like, Oh yeah, she's definitely gonna die in this. You can just you know, they're setting it up. Okay, I get it. But she didn't have, like, well, why is she doing this? Like, there was no passion. And then I was confused. It was Christopher Walken, her boyfriend? And then you see yeah, her in Natalie Wood. Well. And then it's like, yeah. it's like, what's going on? I guess it was, were they bringing some of the 70s, 60s and 70s into the 80s? I, I, I didn't know what was going on there. Well, yeah, looking back on it at the end, I, I was really confused. And I think it's only because there's one point where he kisses her right on the mouth. Yeah. He kisses her on the lips. With but tongue. honestly, beyond that, there's really nothing else I don't <laughs> think that suggests that they're, they're an item. Not only that, there is a, a moment in when he's watching the video of her where she seems like she's being hit on by another guy. That guy with the crazy eyebrows aren't there for me. Yeah, that guy was weird, yeah. Yeah, which, I, I don't know. I was confused about a lot of that. I don't know that I have anything necessarily to add to my own impressions of the movie that you guys haven't said already. There's parts of it that, to me, feel a little bit like that James Cameron thing where... You, you got people talking uh, in a way that seems expositional and as if they know what they're talking about, but I have no clue what they're talking about. Like, I don't mind that when it's in like a science world, you know, it's the same thing with like James Cameron, like the abyss or something where it's just like, Oh yeah, these guys sound like they know what they're talking about. I'm on board. So like for the first half of the movie, I'm like, yeah, this is cool. I'm at a complete loss over the object that they're designing. In some sense, it feels like they're just making VR goggles and then it becomes clear that it's not that. But as far as like the real applications of it, beyond just like watching porn and watching people go down a water slide and go like, oh, that would feel cool if I could go down a water slide just sitting in my chair. 
I don't, I don't know what you do with that. Like, I, I don't even know what the military thing is. They were like something right. about we could pinpoint a target from our chair. And it's just like, yeah. but somebody has to go over. Like, doesn't somebody have to do the action in the first place to get the recording of it to for somebody else to be able to watch it? And so I don't know. Like, I was, I was pretty confused about the actual real world application of what this yes. device is, and I don't know if that would have helped things or not. And then calling it a divorce movie is not necessarily fair, Peter, in the sense that they are getting a divorce and then immediately get back together. And so, like, it's Natalie Wood and Christopher Walken are really kind of in love for most of this movie, which only added to the confusion I had about him and Louise Fletcher, for sure. Yeah. yeah. It's a weird step to sort of start in a place where he's moving out and then they get back together and it seems like everything's fine. Although I did like how that played into the the movie and the device yes like as far as like he's gonna save his marriage by making her feel what he feels for her mm -hmm. that's great and like that sequence when he's like pissed at her to when he gives her the thing and then she's like oh i i fell in love with you again like i could buy that better than most movies where someone just suddenly falls in love with someone but at the same time that whole area of the movie doesn't feel really attached to anything else it just seems like <laughs> another just another sequence yeah like, that's the love sequence. We do a death sequence. We do a sex sequence. And I don't know. I don't know what it adds up to. But that ponytail that Walken had at his wedding was amazing. Oh, man. <laughs> so good. It's like a one-inch ponytail. <laughs> like, got to get that shit under control. <laughs> yeah. Get that back there. We'll cut that off. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, I, I can't skip this because I do think it's important to try and make sense of this. So, Craig, it's 1980. Yeah. We're in, shit, I forgot which studio made this movie. Uh, let's, MGM. MGM, that's right. You just took the elevator up to the eighth floor, step into my office, I'm behind a big wooden desk. Peter's in the corner. He's like my intern, kind of, in okay, the corner cool. taking notes. Don't really pay attention to anything he says or does, um, but he just right. know that he's you know helping me out. Lay it on me. Pitch this movie to me. Okay. Uh, you know, ever since I can remember. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Too bad it's not a comedy. So, like, yeah, how, what are we talking here? 30 years, 40 years? 30, 40? Okay. Something like that, sure. Ever since I can remember, <laughs> I've used uh, brains on a daily basis. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah? Okay, I'm listening. And I just feel like a lot of people aren't really aware of that, but it's true. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so my feeling is brains, like, what are they? Yeah, exactly. What are they? How do they work? No one knows. Yeah. Okay. Right. Uh, but one man, Michael Brace, well, he's about to find out. He's our hero, hmm. a scientist. Uh, the kind that's completely absorbed in his work, surrounded by electronics 24-7. Okay. But he also looks and acts like a movie star. <laughs> okay. Well, he and his colleagues have discovered this device where they can uh, record thoughts and emotions, uh, you know, feelings, experiences... And they can, you know, like download it into your brain. Download is a thing that we'll do in like 20 years. Anyway, so as soon as they do that, the government's all over it. And they, they want it for military applications. Okay. Right? Mm -hmm. uh, and I'll be honest with you, this is where everything goes a little soft. Um, <laughs> the, the middle of our movie is a little mushy. There's some, there's some great stuff with the, uh, 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 you know, showing how emotions can help people, you, you know, with, hmm. with, the, with the device and so on. You can give people your emotions, which seems better, I, I don't know, than, than it actually turns out to be in the movie. But um, uh, Peter, write that down. 
Yeah. It can it can make you a junkie. Oh. Uh, it can make your kid go crazy for like two days. Yeah. But the best part of it, 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 it deploys graphics that are kind of awesome mm-hmm. and actually kind of even hold up for like the next 30 years. Hmm. Now, anyway, it's all in service of pointing out how dangerous all this stuff is. Uh, and, and in the end, uh, our scientist with another, with sort of his gang of scientists, they're going to perform like a science heist. <laughs> okay. And, and to, to keep the, the, the thing out of the government, uh, the government's hands, right? Uh, and whether they do that or not really is kind of unclear, but there's a lot of sort of suddenly it kind of becomes this, uh, comic movie with a lot of pratfalls, hmm. a lot of people slipping on suds and windows getting broken and stuff. Oh boy. Oh boy. We bring the comedy hard right there at the end. Okay. And then at the end, Michael is going to see what might be angels flying into, into heaven, uh, with his, with the device. And then having seen that, he and his wife are going to be so happy, they sort of turn into a, a bubble that floats off into space. And that's it. That's credits right there. Okay. Well, you know, Peter and I have done just enough coke today that that actually <laughs> kind of sounds pretty good. Uh, we've needed a science heist movie to fill out that slot for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, got to have a science heist this summer. Can you get... <laughs> oh, God. Can you get... <laughs> yeah. Can you get the hero in... I saw one of those recumbent bikes the other day. Oh, my and... God. That bike was amazing. <laughs> Nothing says science more than a recumbent bike. You can... I guarantee you. Okay. I'll have him run through night whole lights. scenes. Night night lights, yeah. sometimes, sometimes it'll just be there, and we'll like okay. put, a, put stuff on it just so it's in the scene. You guys know where this was shot, right? North Carolina. Uh, North Carolina. Yeah, can you believe that? No, I, th- that was awesome. Well, I mean, yeah, considering the Kill Devil Hills mm-hmm. stuff, but uh, I liked that one Duke sweatshirt yeah. that they were wearing that looked absolutely nothing like it. it like it looked like a Bobo like version <laughs> of it because it's not even the right colors or anything. Like it's so weird. I wonder <laughs> at what point they changed all that. Uh, anyway, yeah. yeah, I think you got yourself a green light. Just um, yes. we're gonna yes. need to take a production break around Thanksgiving, so just you know, make sure. Um, you know, people get out and enjoy themselves, take a boat trip or something sure. like that. You know, oh. no problem. Too soon? Is that too soon? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is too soon, actually. Okay. Yeah, sorry. Not to attack your pitch style, but it does illuminate the problems of this movie in that it really comes down for me, it, it's that device. And like you were saying, the stakes are so unclear, I think, as far as it, like what it means to the. To anybody beyond Louise Fletcher seems like the one who's the most bothered by this because yeah. it's clear to me that, okay, she doesn't want to lose this to the military. Right. and But even so, it's like it's just all based on I have principles. Yeah, well, yeah what was her dream? What, what was she trying to achieve? What, what happened to her when she was a child and her parents that she was trying to fix? And instead, it was just like, I know what people are going to do with this once I make it. It's like, well, mm. then don't make it. You know, Just sure. because you can do a thing doesn't mean you should. Yeah, Jurassic Park. Yeah. Well, like, even if we knew that she was obsessed with death and she wanted to see mm. what would happen if somebody died with it on and then she ends up being the one who dies, like, that would have totally motivated that bit to me. Like, I, I, I get it. You know, she's a scientist. She realizes this is bad. I'll, I'll record this in case who knows. That totally makes sense, but it would have been so much better if there was another layer there. Should that have been, the, like, the end of the first act is she dies and they recorded it and then it's just, like, you figuring out the rest of, like, what that means? Or is that, like, I don't Maybe. know, that's a completely different movie. Although I do wish her her scenes, and correct me again if I miss something, but the stuff that they recorded, uh, that she recorded when she was dying, 
didn't really add up to like anything important that Walken didn't know, right? I, I thought it was going to be kind of a mystery at that point, and she had these things that she knew that he was uh, going to know, and then it was going to really crack everything open. Yeah, that would have been. But good. there was nothing to crack open. They 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 broke they broke a let's see let me go on my Peter rant one right they here. so they record these memories with this rainbow reflective tape which is supposed Love to be it. magnetic or whatever sort of rainbow and they use lasers to read it I guess it's yes laser tape. But when they splice these things together, they use scotch tape. <laughs> like, like yeah, I didn't even notice yeah. that. <laughs> it was amazing. just like splice. I was like, oh my god! When he spliced like, the, the 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 porno reel together, I don't even know if it would work. And it was, uh, if it, it was just like ridiculous, <laughs> he's like all this equipment, and this guy just slices it, does all this stuff, and then you're that you hear, uh, and, and then and then you hear this. And then he yeah. puts it on there. Good use of props. At least been laser yeah, tape. Yeah, pops. Yeah. And he just got laser tape. And it was just it was just so bad. And then okay, so I think uh, Craig mentioned this. So they start with this huge room with this ridiculous helmet and chair that he can't move in, and this is the tech. And then within ten minutes, it's mobile. And in another ten minutes, it's just a helmet and it's a wire. And in another ten minutes, it's almost like something Apple would make. And then another ten minutes, it's something from the future that Apple would make. And it's like kept disappearing. And I didn't know the timeline of this movie. It seemed like it was yeah. all within a few weeks. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, oh, I just made another another version. That was what Natalie Wood did for the company. I don't know what she did the exactly, but you're, yeah, that's what I was like. At first, she was talking about marketing, mm-hmm. and I guess I guess that makes sense. But like, yeah, she's coming at it as if. She's like fabricating. Yeah, she would be um, an engineer in that case, which was not right. made clear to me. And the cleverest things were what Natalie Wood and uh, Christopher Walker did when they were like pretending to argue and fight um, at a dinner mm-hmm. table, and that like distracted the the agents that were following them. Like, oh, they're fighting. We're not going to worry about them. But then they used it as a, a a decoy to actually separate and use modems to call up the computers and have these robots move that tape onto a tape player and have the memories run through a modem. I was like, oh my God. And then they move even more that he has a suitcase that he opens up at a payphone and uses that. I'm like, what's powering that? Like what like all like the modern stuff is like, okay, like this this thing would almost work in a VR iPhone world now. The 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 science right. would, would be mm-hmm. fine. But yeah, it needed it needed I guess it I think it needed Louise Fletcher's her goal more than anything and then it would made things yeah. worth it not not even christopher walken's character this or that that was secondary i think if she had more of a plot line or more of a character motivation arc storyline that would have been good and then her dying in the first act would have been like you know obi-wan dying you know yeah. it's kind of exactly. pushing you off in the the quest and then walken has to do that thing for her whatever yeah. it was he's got to complete we got to finish yeah. Yeah. thing right yeah. this is what she wanted a, a movie that correct me Craig, because um, mm. Sean probably wouldn't have any idea. Uh, Dreamscape was around the same time. No, I think Dreamscape was well. I mean, eighty five. I think eighty five or eighty six. A similar poster in a weird in a weird way, but that was kind of the same thing: getting into somebody's head, but you're using dreams instead and controlling them. And that seemed like right. kind of what they were trying to do with this. And I feel like that was way more successful of a movie and characters and storylines. Yes. I, I, yeah, I remember that one for yeah. sure. Absolutely. And actually, it was it was 84. So it was. It was very Jeez, close Craig. to the same time. Yeah. I know. I totally blew it, guys. And my apologies to you and our listeners. I thought you're supposed to be like, Poltergeist is 82, so it's two years after Poltergeist. Like, that's how you do your whole life, isn't it? Like, Absolutely. <laughs> but, I, but at the same time, it's like, for some reason, and maybe you guys feel the same way, certain movies just have this feeling of like, that's the year they, they came out. 
Like, it's not even about knowing it. It's just for some reason, Dreamscape feels like an 85 movie. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. I mean, this movie definitely looks more reflective of the 70s to me. 70s with like a jumping yes. into the 80s feel. Like, yeah. this is going to be the way the yeah. 80s are going to be. I mean, that mm-hmm. North Carolina taxi cab, that thing was amazing. <laughs> the car was like the size of about 12 cars put together. It was ridiculous. Yeah. But I love that house. Yeah, that house like, is really that cool. That house, I loved it. I loved it. That is the like early 80s house that I. That's the With style. the swimming pool inside. Oh man, yeah. How about that that moment when Natalie Wood like stepped on that kid's face? How about that when she's trying to get the kid out of the pool? <laughs> just just jammed her <laughs> shoe right in his face. Beautiful. Anyway. Well, good thing she had something to step on at that point. Uh, oh, too soon. All right, all right. Yeah, way too soon. Too soon. <laughs> too soon since the last joke. I have a question here, and maybe as our audience attempts to somehow make sense of this if they haven't seen this. So the initial presentation of what this device can do, it was really about sending the guy Gordy into the field with essentially like a camera or another device on his head. And it was capturing him going down a water slide. Don't forget the slate. Yes, they slated everything. (laughs) The slate was like a... A a, futuristic, gigantic (laughs) slate that was in the dreams. It was like floating in our dreams. So weird. Oh, yeah. That happens to me. Yeah, he gets in a, a race car, a go-kart or something. There, He's on a horse. So you're getting all these POV shots of doing activities almost as if it's like an early GoPro or something like that. Right. And I was like, well, that's cool. And then they, they have an added thing to it that is the sensation of you can smell what Gordy can smell. You can taste what Gordy is tasting in this moment. So that's all cool. It's like adding a, a, another level to, let's say, VR and what we know of VR. But then there's a shift where, I mean, unless I'm crazy, the tape that Walken gives Natalie Wood is his memories recorded. And that Mm -hmm. I don't, like, when did they make that leap? Because that's a completely different, you can't just put a camera on top of your head and go record the memories of your wedding, you know. Did they explain that at all? They did not explain it. It started with her bringing the smaller Apple headpiece to him, and then she put it on and recorded something, and he watched it, and it was her watching him yell, and it was she said it's his memory or his anger or something like that, and that was like the first one was weird. And then the next thing they started to do was when he went home with it to rewatch it to experience what she was mad at, and he started to realize maybe he started to change how he felt about maybe saving his marriage or something. He, He started to do it was always POV like. Your, you know, from your eyes, people could see through your eyes. And then something changed a little bit. They would not do POV. All of a sudden, both people were in the shots. Yep. Uh, they did that. And it was the six, It was the full widescreen. It wasn't the 16 by 9 or 1875. Right. And they screwed up. They changed. They broke their own rule or they were trying to do something different or interesting there. It, 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 none of it really made sense. Um, okay. I, I don't think there was anything pertinent there and i just remembered uh saying that seeing through my own eyes remind me that uh james cameron's script uh strange days yeah is basically kind of the same thing you put on a thing all yep. squib mm-hmm. over your head and you go have sex with your girlfriend and then you sell those to your friends <laughs> oh wait that's messed up <laughs> so, yeah absolutely i'm not buying any of those by the way guys <laughs> i'm not in the market <laughs> Um, that it's kind of the same thing. It's like, there it is. Yeah. It's all the sensations are right there. And then it goes on. So it's another idea he probably stole. Well, and I kind of yeah. wonder like if it just would have been cleaner to just start with that. This is a device that can record memories, you know, and experiences. Right. Cause what does that evolution do for you in the story? Yeah. O- outside of like, I, I do kind of like that, that the scientists are really, they don't know what this is really capable of. Mm-hmm. 
that's how I kind of took all that stuff. And so when, when things like that, like the abilities of this thing, suddenly it has a new ability to do, to like capture your memories and stuff. I was like, ah, that's fine. But yeah, I mean, there's so much time dedicated to all of that. And it really doesn't seem to come to anything concrete. Well, one thing came to concrete was, I don't know, remember his name was that one guy who watched the, the porno mm-hmm. looked like he was going to have a, like a seizure with like, oh, he's screwed. Yeah. And it turns out, he turns out to be the best. Like he leaves his job. He gets paid for leaving his job. He goes golfing at some place. And then his wife looked really happy. And then they helped each other in the capers at the end. It was kind of like. Really yeah, turned his life around. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then Gordy, Gordy, who they hooked up, is it Gordy, they hooked up to the machine. I guess he dies from the heart attack, the experience of the death. Yeah. Um, they yeah. don't show that, but they show that he's he might. Well, you never yeah. see him again. I don't. He's think the yet. only body count. Yeah. No, there's two body he counts. He definitely right? dies. There's yeah. Louise Fletcher and Gordy. Well, I, I guess maybe the only military application is this tape that I don't even remember where is, is that when there's like all these freaking like hacking into the mainframe scenes where oh, yeah. you know Walken is suddenly in like the the DOS version of that it looks terrible, terribly cheesy now, <laughs> but he finds this like secret file that was literally called psychotic, where it was a, God, I wrote it, psychotic episode, parentheses, extreme version. Which yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just makes me think of like all the bad 90s marketing for like Mountain Dew, like to the extreme, you know. <laughs> and that's the thing that you're like, yeah, is like triggering the psychotic break for whoever watches it. And I mean, I guess that's something that the military would explore and it makes sense in the movie world. But I'm also like, is that easier than just killing somebody? Like, I mean, how do you get like your enemy to go watch this tape? You know, uh, it just seems like a lot of work versus the old fashioned methods. How do you benefit from a psychotic break in anything other than a very chaotic way? I don't, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It was confusing to me. Did anybody else recognize that the, the guy who was uh, tapping the line and recording everything? Well, he looked just like Chevy Chase or Fletch. It was like Chevy no. Chase as Fletch as the recording that. artist. Oh God, I hate I miss that. That's funny. <laughs> well, let's. Uh, I feel like we've we've done a lot of piling upon. Mm-hmm. But Craig, anything that you did enjoy, or just maybe recapping some things that you you liked about Brainstorm? Absolutely, man. And and looking at what I've got here, it they do seem like kind of backhanded compliments. But I'm gonna go with them. Anyway. <laughs> I like those. Yeah. I love the set design. I mean, the whole lab, that building, the lab, yeah. all the interiors, everything, loved it, loved all the machinery, had no clue what any of that shit did, but I feel like they really jammed it in there. Mm-hmm. Like, I loved it. Like, I like how at some point in the lab, you know, they got all these monitors that have all this information on them and shit like that. And then at night, it's just like, eh, cable. Yeah. I'm just going to throw the cable on there <laughs> to watching CNN or some shit. Uh, enjoyed that. I thought the aspect ratios were well deployed throughout. There were those few moments, and this is kind of what you were saying, right? Where it's like after the thing was off the head, they would still go back to this widescreen mm-hmm. Yeah, they did it every now and shot. then. Yeah. And I thought, well, I, I was thinking that was actually like some kind of after effect. But again, I don't know that it was like consistent enough to really make a mark. Mm-hmm. But honestly, I mean, the biggest pro for me is it, it does have a very interesting premise as far as I'm concerned. And taken as, as these, you know, sequences... It was fairly entertaining. Like it's it's kind of a movie that needed maybe a better organization to really pay off in some way, but it kind of hit all the things I would want it to hit in the story. Like, yeah, what is it if somebody dies and records it? What is it if you can transfer the way you feel about someone like to their head? Yeah. And I'd love I'd love that to be 
you know, uh, explored even further, honestly. Well, you just, all you got to do is tell somebody. I mean, this was just, I mean, you can always just do that. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. (laughs) But it's like, it kind of feels like this would, this would actually make a pretty good series, Mm -hmm. uh, considering all the, the shit you could do. Yeah. All the stories you could come up with, uh, out of that technology or one good Black Mirror episode. I think you're talking about that new (laughs) series called, Dreamscape Flatliners, uh, okay. where it's just <laughs> dreamliners. People's yeah. dreams, and then they they make sure they die, and right at the moment of death, they pull them back a few minutes later. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Uh, well, Peter, uh, mm-hmm. were there things that you did enjoy watching it this time? The score was fantastic. Mm-hmm. It was. It was That's better true. than the moments. Uh, Louise Fletcher's death scene score is like, yeah. don't be scared of this tech. Don't be scared of the military. Don't be scared of your falling apart relationship be scared of heart attacks and smoking (laughs) um that that score was great i will say though that scene if somebody can go get that and pull the score out i feel like it would be hysterical just watching her flail (laughs) around the room without that score and not know like that is a tough scene to pull off it it must have been so crazy taking the chair down the stairs yeah yeah uh, she man, she went for it. Anyway, continue. Sorry, and she was on she it did. the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that had to be a crane Absolutely. shot. It had to be a crane, right? It was yeah. the camera yes, was looking yeah. down at her and moving over. And then and then went up. Yeah. The thing I liked a lot about it was uh, they kind of nailed Silicon Valley mm-hmm. in a weird weirdish way. Um, how it's, there's a campus for this you know, you know tech company and and they're working on things and they work together and there seems to be a lot of people there, but only these guys in the lab. These guys are working on one project, but if they only had to walk through a couple other doors, they'd see that it's really a bad project. So like Google, like do no harm is like, be honest, like, no, then, you know, they're doing two things at once. Um, They nailed that. But I think I came with the best thing about it for me was Louise Fletcher's performance as kind of a a heroine instead of a villain, which she always plays just about everything else. And it, it made me realize she was very tall. Or she was almost, almost felt tall. Yeah. I don't know why. I just remember feeling tall, and I, I I really liked her performance, and and I didn't care for the set design as much as Craig because <laughs> I feel like they just said, oh no, we can just go to this place and shoot this. We don't know what this stuff does, but it, it's cool. But I felt like the yeah the places that they chose to shoot shoot worked well. They looked modern. They didn't feel too seventies. It felt like it was totally felt like seventies going into the eighties, and and I kind of like that. And I like the fact that they were just reaching out there in terms of the idea of going into memories and recording them versus getting bogged down by let's explain to the audience. We just can visually show them a guy walking around and the other guy seeing it, and then we just keep advancing it. Yeah, they didn't treat the audience like they're an idiot and hold their hand. You have to kind of guess. And even today. With our tech and us seeing other movies that are similar, we still got it. Like I feel like it, it's yeah. it, it, I wasn't like I didn't not get it, even though knowing how tech works, all of it's BS. Um, <laughs> sure, it's, sure. It, this this is just a movie, right? It it is indeed. Yeah, I still found the even though I kind of like laughed at them, the sequences of just those POV stuff in that initial demo of. Yeah, the water slide, and then there was like a car chase, and just some of that stuff. It looked so good. Like I could just watch an entire mm-hmm. movie of that. Like it could just be a documentary of like all this like great like POV, beautiful photography, and I, I enjoyed that stuff. Even though it's it is kind of disconnected from everything in a weird way. It I mean you could remove those sequences and put them in something else, and you would have no clue that they're connected to like a sci-fi thriller whatsoever, <laughs> and. I, I almost am like amazed to say this, although I shouldn't be. 
I bought Walken as a scientist. I really did. Like, especially in like the first chunk of the movie. Like, I'm like, okay, yeah, this mm-hmm. guy feels like he's he's at work and he's obsessed with something, and uh, his you know his personal life has taken a hit because of it. And I too, Craig, liked that sequence when he and Natalie Wood kind of kissed and made up, and that shot of them like under the sheet with the light flashlight on. It looked nice. I mean, it, blowing raspberries. Blowing raspberries. I mean, <laughs> I don't. I wouldn't want to be under the sheet with them, mind you. But uh, <laughs> no, it looked great. Well, it's beautiful. What about what about the next morning when Rusty? Yeah, comes he comes in. in. He's like, "Oh, Dad, you're he's back." Like, hey, high five, Dad, yeah. Mom, doing it. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> like, "I knew you wouldn't wow, stay away." It's an open house. Yeah, you. Knew and you then she just that. rolls on top of him, like while yeah. he's still in the yeah. room. Yeah, yeah. I think we're all forgetting why we really enjoyed it. This movie was. The scene where he decides to use uh, break in uh, through modems and try to hack the system, mm. and to stop them from finding out, he starts using the machines to attack the security guard. <laughs> One of two black people and, in the entire movie. Yeah, yeah the two black guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, they're, a guy who had absolutely nothing to do <laughs> nope. with harming anyone or causing any problems. <laughs> He's he, he walks. He aims his gun at the <laughs> robot, and the robot shoots him with a hose. Yes. It's, it was a slapstick. Uh, like that's another one. You change the score. It got a real it slapstick. It, it totally went yeah. slapstick. And what was it? The, all the foam, uh, the the the, ch- the soap chips fell on the floor. And then right. then you had to read the box, and it said uh, uh, "instant foam, add water" or something right. like that. I was like, oh my, what <laughs> right. what is this? This is like silent film hijinks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you had the Benny Hill score totally. to a lot of the scenes in this movie, the Louise Fletcher death scene, that would be yeah, and, and him riding his bike home. <laughs> Like really fast. Yeah. <laughs> I think I would definitely enjoy that movie a little bit more. Could be, could yeah. be. Well, and I think I think that the, the the whole tearing apart of the the factory floor there, like it feels so much like man, this is this is that Animal House moment. This is like oh, we finally get yeah. our revenge on the uptight Dean. But it's like yeah, none of that is is no, because they they weren't really villains. I mean, they, those those military guys had like three minutes of screen time, basically. I don't mm-hmm. even know their names. Yeah. I don't know exactly what they're doing. And I, we should acknowledge there's definitely some like highlight walking moments of walking, being walking in these things where yeah, he just has those weird like shouting things that he does. Uh, I loved when. He was at dinner with uh, with Natalie Wood and those guys at two tables over staring yeah. at him, and he he loses his cool there, which yeah. sure. that was all part of their plot. Yeah, so that was even better because it was like, oh, he gets to be walking, but he's actually doing it for effect, you know. So I don't know. I There's definitely stuff I liked about it. I was never bored with this thing. I think you said the same, Craig, and what is it? Hour 45, maybe? I think so. Yeah, hour 46. Mm-hmm. It's an easy breezy watch, I think. It's good blast of nostalgia not to speak ill of the dead how do we feel about natalie wood in this movie she was wooden uh she didn't she she's she's de- she's definitely very pretty but she had, yeah yeah they didn't give her much to chew and, and if it was because she died that they didn't do too much if she was supposed to be part of the ending it was unusual for this couple to get back together usually right. once you're in a divorce movie you you, know, you, you you want them to get back together yeah. but they realize the whole way through they still love each other but they can't be together they're not good for each other, and this is like you know they're good for each other. They do. They mm-hmm. should be back together, and they are. And with and with Lu, with Louise out <laughs> yeah. of the way, <laughs> yeah, we could just need to move forward. <laughs> you know what? I I really liked her in that sequence where Walken gives her the uh, his memories. I felt like that was good. I I agree. Like for most of it, it kind of felt like she didn't know. 
I, I don't know. I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to load it all on, uh, Mr. Trumbull's shoulders, but there's a part of me that just felt like she didn't know wh- what her character, what part of the story her character was telling. Yeah. It's like she would show up and she seemed kind of lost. Having watched a few Natalie Wood things recently, I mean, she doesn't usually seem that way. She seems very much alive in the in the moment. But it could be any any number of reasons. Yeah, I wonder about that too. But if yeah. there was a version where she was not part of the the science gang of the industry there, just having her be his wife might have been enough and having her have her own thing in her own life might have been just more interesting. It feels like one of those notes that you would get. It's like, eh, but she's really not connected to the whole thing. And so what if she's the person that designs the hat, you know? Because, yeah, it's just like, I, I, I'm not buying her as a computer hacker working the modems there at the end. No. And, yeah, it did feel like she just didn't have that much to do, which is unfortunate, especially because it's her last film. But yes. can't do – I will say it was very seamless to me as far as I did not notice any specific scenes where it felt like she was not physically there. And, and supposedly there are no. there are moments in this film that that are that way. They did the best with what they had, obviously. I don't know. Anything else that we didn't talk about? What about this just as an effects movie? Because I, I do think my expectations were a little higher that there would be some sort of like actual like visual effects, I guess, happening in this film instead of, you know, just some like the, the widescreen photography. I totally, absolutely, 100% get why Douglas Trumbull was a guy that helped get the Back to the Future ride off the ground and then some of that like motion simulation stuff based off that photography. But as far as like visual effects, it's, I don't know, there's not a, there's not a ton, right? I mean, it, it certainly doesn't feel groundbreaking. No, it's, he's known for like, they, all of his credits are special photographic effects supervisor. Okay. Yeah. So he's the guy who stands there and tells the, the interns, move the spaceship this way, and then we're going to shoot a plate, and then we're going to shoot some clouds, and then we're going to f- fade it. And he's, he's the guy who's the overseas. He knows what it, the final product's going to look like. Yeah. Right. And in those images, like you're, I'm still, I'm still impressed watching that's not 3D. Whatever he did, you're, you're, there was clouds going. You're going through clouds to get to the light and to the center of the galaxy or something mm-hmm. towards the yeah. angels. And I'm like, geez, how did they do this way back then? And it looks just like CG. He, 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 it is. yeah, he it figured that stuff out. And he's been doing. He did that for years. And then he said, with her dying on this project, he stopped working in Hollywood. Yep, yep. He just stopped. Oh, yeah. He was a consultant. He consults a little bit. Um, and I wish he would do more because they really need it. But I guess he's not needed anymore with CG. Yeah. But he, it's you're right. There's like the they the only other graphics were stuff they were doing in the computer. Right. And they did that with sound effects for boop. Mm-hmm. Like you came upon something, or they changed the font color. But the computers back then were just not very good. Which is not to say because they they did do some CG work for um, uh, Star Wars. Um, there was computer graphics right. that was starting to get there because in 84, uh, the first movie, uh, well, Tron had some CG, but The Last Starfighter had the first real full CG scenes with polygons and stuff like that. Yep. Yeah. And that was just a year after this came out, even though this was probably done in 82, uh, the yeah. effects. You're right. The, the effects were pretty bad for a movie coming from an effects di- director. Well, they were just limited, I guess. My expectations were, I mean, yeah. and I kind of wish, like, extend that freaking death sequence where it does get sort of like out there. I would have watched another three minutes of that, I guess, just to get, you know, have a little trip sequence there. Eh, he had enough problems just getting this thing made, right? Yeah, well, that's for sure. Uh, 
but with that pitch, I mean, but <laughs> at the beginning, at the beginning when they were just trying to calibrate the yeah the camera like the thing, I actually really liked what that sort of pattern looked like. Yeah, it was cool. So it's kind of like, oh, that doesn't look like it. It actually looks so much better than once you get to the end and they have those security screens and all that stuff. Yeah, like that looks like yeah, that's about as much as anybody could do. Whereas I don't know the stuff at the very beginning like looked kind of right yeah i love that opening credit stuff and even that gigantic ridiculous prank clapboard (laughs) it was still kind of like oh well they they kind of did something with that that's kind of interesting that they you know it has to be a a special clapboard for your laser tape Uh, the only other thing i wanted to bring up was did it sound to you like every line that christopher walken spoke in the movie was 80 yard because it sounds like none of his audio at all is from the actual set of the movie i didn't get that I didn't get that from him, but the guy playing Gordy, I felt like his was. And I mean, some of it was happening because you're seeing his POV, but even beyond that, I was like, this guy's voice just doesn't doesn't sound right. So I don't know. That's a good question. Maybe it's just like the Mm. overall mix of the thing, but. Could be. mm. Very dry. You just sounded very set set apart from everybody else. Well, we withstood the storm of brains. Mm. And. I don't, yeah, I don't have a problem recommending this movie for people that like grew up in the era and missed it. And, you know, people that like walking want to see Natalie Wood's last performance and uh, check out Douglas Trumbull behind the camera. I think it's, it's something you should check out. Peter, thanks for coming. Thanks for suggesting this. Yes. Hope everyone will continue to be healthy and sane in your household. Thank you. Don't let them kids drive you crazy. You can make them watch mm-hmm. Sound of Music, and that'll kill three hours. I'll make them watch Brainstorm. Make them watch Brainstorm. <laughs> um, just cover up their eyes during the boobies. And uh, we'll be back next time to tee up something else, and I'm sure we'll have you back on at some point, and you'll let us know if uh, if and when Little Snack um, ever does anything else again. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Craig, thanks for being Craig. Any last words? Uh, everybody, uh, keep your eyes out for Little Snack coming soon. <laughs> wow. <For a> podcast <laughs> near you. Yeah. No pressure, Brian. No pressure. Nope. All right. Good night, and we'll talk next time. See you. Bye.